0: In most of the funerals that we conduct at Park Road Baptist Church, we print the words of the 23rd Psalm on the cover of the bulletin. It's a beautiful psalm. It offers words of comfort. Um, And so it's appropriate for a funeral. And yet the psalm is a psalm of life, a psalm of encouragement. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want in this life. Um, But it's a beautiful text. Uh, We use it at most funerals. I conduct a good many funerals for a local funeral home when they have someone who dies and the family doesn't have a pastor. They call on me. And in almost all of those services, I use the 23rd Psalm because it's a text I can count on most people knowing. Even most of these people who come, many of whom are not church folks in these services, I can say, Would you recite with me the 23rd Psalm? And most people, and say the 23rd Psalm. Many of us learn the 23rd Psalm, memorize it as children from the King James Version. And so I want us to recite the 23rd Psalm today. If you have a Bible and want to read it, that's fine. Um, But I'd like for us to say this together. Our staff and guests here today will be reciting it. You recite it at home. Let's speak these wonderful words of comfort and assurance. The Lord is my shepherd. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You have heard the ancient story. Let's look now for the word of the Lord. The plane was in trouble. Both the pilot and the first officer had fallen ill and were unable to handle the controls. The stewardess, as they were called in 1980, located a former Air Force pilot in the cabin. When they entered into the cockpit, there was an inflatable dummy in one seat, and the other seat was completely empty. A doctor named Rumack had taken charge, but he needed someone else to fly the commercial airliner. He looked at the former jet pilot and he asked, can you fly this plane and land it? The pilot stammered, surely you can't be serious. I am serious, Rumack said, and don't call me sure. I got a little chuckle back here (laughs) from those who were 50 and older, those who know the movie Airplane. 1980, the disaster parody movie called Airplane. The film was as corny as it gets and the corniest of lines, don't call me Shirley, was destined for greatness. In 2016, Vulture Magazine listed it as one of the 100 jokes that shaped comedy. For all of my college years and those summer camp years when I was working as a camp counselor, it was a standing joke among my friends. If anyone ever made the mistake of using the word surely, it was going to be said. Yeah, but don't call me sure. Well, I could not help but think of Leslie Nielsen, the actor, his perfect straight faced delivery of that classic line when I read again this week, those most famous lines. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Yes, goodness and mercy shall follow me but don't call me sure. Well, maybe for the person of faith, maybe we should take an equally absurd sarcasm and say, since goodness and mercy shall follow me by all means, call me surely." This word translated surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. This word surely is an interesting little Hebrew word. The word is two letters, ak, a-k. It's used 155 times in the Old Testament. It's used frequently because it is broadly translated. In some places, it's translated as a conjugation. But, yet, also, however, notwithstanding, nevertheless, even, all of those words are used to translate the Hebrew word ak. It's also translated by various words of affirmation, only, certainly, indeed. So it's interesting to consider some of those translations in this text, but goodness and mercy shall follow me, yet, nevertheless, goodness and mercy shall follow, also, goodness and mercy, even goodness and mercy shall follow, only goodness and mercy. Indeed, certainly, goodness and mercy shall follow me, surely. The English translation is a bit awkward. As a child, I heard these as three separate nouns. I heard it even this morning as Amy and Dan were reciting it behind me. It, it, it rung in my head again, surely, goodness, mercy shall follow me. I heard it as three things. And as a child, I knew what goodness was. I had a hint about mercy, but I did not have a clue what a surely was. It was like that childhood uh, mystery of the Christmas story. And the shepherds came and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. All three of them, Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. So when I would read surely goodness and mercy, I thought surely was something, but I didn't know what it was. Surely goodness and mercy. What's a surely? I consulted our local grammarian, Beverly Doyle, this week to confirm that the word is not a noun, but that the word surely is an adverb modifying the verb follow. And Beverly agreed, suggesting that its slightly awkward placement in the sentence makes it a bit difficult to understand. It may be easier to understand if we said goodness and mercy shall surely follow. And that's a good word for these unsure days. Goodness and mercy shall surely follow. Or goodness and mercy shall follow. So please call me surely. Now here's an interesting thing about this text. And I've never thought about it until studying this week, which is the value of actually studying scripture, not just reading it. But goodness and mercy, according to the psalmist, don't lead us, they follow us. There are no promises that life is going to treat you like royalty, bathe you in riches, pave a life of easy comfort, hand you everything you ever wanted. All the good things in life may not come your way. But the psalmist says, if you know God like a shepherd, gentle and guiding, if you let God guide you into paths of peace, pastures of calm, goodness will follow. Likewise, there are no promises that life is gonna be fair to you. Life is not fair. Write it down. Life is not fair. There's no assurance that injustice will not come your way, that someone will not treat you badly, take advantage of you, that misfortune will not overtake you. But the psalmist says, for those who know the good shepherd, mercy follows. The psalmist does not say, the Lord is my sheriff, the Lord is my warrior, the Lord is my judge. The psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. If you live with legalism, pettiness follows. If you live with anger, violence follows. If you live with judgment, jealousy follows. But if you live with peace, mercy follows. Like everything else in the Bible, rightly understood, this is not a promise of an easy life. This is not the prosperity gospel you may not get that shiny new gold Cadillac even if you ask for it in Jesus' name. This isn't pie in the sky, by and by. It's a call to a way of living. It is a devotion and an ethic that begins with an understanding of the God that Jesus knew.
1: The God Jesus
0: taught us is the God of peace and justice and love. And when we follow that God, the good shepherd. Goodness and mercy become our way of life. Goodness and mercy follow us. You can be sure. And here's how I know you can be sure. Despite many grievous flaws of Facebook and Twitter and the social media platforms that are threatening to undo us today, people on division and casting doubt upon truth, despite their fatal flaws. What the social media have taught us is that the very best evidence is personal experience. The advertisement can promise the best price or value, but when someone walks out of the store and puts on her social media account, I got a deal at store XYZ, her friends are going to follow. When you invite someone to join at your church online by sharing our social media feed, that's better than any pastoral plea to pass the plate. I promise. Social media allows instant response to real world happening. It can be abused, of course, twisted and perverted. But in its most basic form, social media allows direct access to the data of experience, personal testimony, to use a little religious language, personal testimony to what's happening in the real world. We value and trust personal experience and shared personal experience above any other source of authority. The psalmist said, goodness and mercy shall follow me You can be sure. And he said that because he had experienced it. This psalm has stood the test of 20 centuries because it has rung true in the hearts of countless of the faithful. It still does. Time and time and time again, it is proven. Not by some pulpit proclamation, by the person of faith living in the trenches walking through the valley of the shadow of death and yet experiencing God as the good shepherd, knowing without a doubt a peace that passes understanding and goodness and mercy not health, wealth, prosperity, goodness and mercy follow. It is the consistent testimony of real people in the real world Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Yes, please, call me surely. May it be so. Amen.